0: back. It's uh, your favorite podcast of the week. It's Location Weekly, episode 594. And we're recording on November the 7th. And as you can see, if you're watching the video, Aubriana is back. Hi, Aubriana. How are you? I
1: missed you. How's it going?
0: <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. we Thankfully, uh, Carson was able to uh, sub in for the last couple of weeks and we had Retail Loco in there and we missed you in person. But uh, how you been?
1: I've been good. I was missing all of you guys, but I did get to catch some of it on the live stream, which was amazing. Um, I heard so many great things from all of my friends and colleagues and, you know, just industry acquaintances we've known over the years that attended. So it seems like you guys had an awesome turnout, Um, but I'm good. It's just like, you know, it's a very busy time for, I think, a lot of people in the industry, a lot of events happening, and I'm looking forward to like the downtime that hopefully will come at the end of the year. (laughs) But right now it does not feel like, you know, we're, we're getting into the holidays. It is really warm here in New York. Abnormally warm here. Maybe they're
0: (laughs) in Toronto. It's been, uh, uh, they broke the record on, uh, we broke the record on Saturday. It was 25 Celsius. Wow. Crazy. Um, Anyhow, that all being said, uh, and we, we baseball is done. We have world series champions now. So this, you don't this, have to hear this, us
1: talk about it anymore. That's it.
0: Yeah, we're done. Months. We're done. <laughs>
1: we'll
0: switch to basketball now and all's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've good, each show for you, four stories as per our normal format and Ariana is going to kick us off. So let's do it.
1: All right. Well, let's start off with a CPG brand Mars. Yes. The candy bar company, you know, have some gum as well, uh, but they are launching a new loyalty experience and giving consumers i guess if you are you know eating lots of uh snickers or whatever it is that they sell there's a bunch of their their items i think orbit's gum is one of theirs but if you're like an enthusiast and you buy a lot of that you may be interested in getting rewards every time you purchase these eligible mars products so they have partnered with a loyalty platform called fetch i'm sure we've talked about it on here before and you know they've been around for a while but They uh, specialize in in partnering directly with these CPG brands to reward consumers for, um, you know, their information. Really, it's data, right? Like they have this streamlined app and they consolidate things. So in order to earn rewards, consumers can download this Fetch app on their mobile device. They can link their receipts, e-receipts. Um, And then the brands, you know, can they can accumulate all these points and brands can provide like certain gift cards or uh, loyalty, you know, types of redemptions. Um, So Mars can tap in now to the 17 million monthly active users on Fetch. Uh, They are saying they have eight and a half million purchase transactions daily. I'm assuming that's at the SKU level. But, you know, so there's all these different insights and measurement capabilities that they will get through the platform And there's been some other notable brands, um, you know, like Unilever, L'Oreal, Kimberly Clark, PepsiCo, uh, and many more that have partnered with this platform. So, you know, I think for me, this is a tough sell because there's always a third party that's involved and we've seen some other brands that have taken different routes to capturing consumer data like Doritos or uh, some of these other through these, you know, experiential you know, Snapchat environments or other things like that. But really, there's just not I think this to me highlights that there is not a um, a direct way for these CPG brands to collect this type of data and information. And it's really kind of gatekeeped by a lot of the retailers. So you think of like the Kroger and their precision insights and all of the data that they have or, you know, the other supermarkets chains that are very large around, um, you know, North America. So I think it's like really difficult, but, you know, it also made me think there's an opportunity here. So I think there's an opportunity in this market. What Fetch is doing is, is exciting and interesting for me as a consumer. It seems like an extra step and a little bit of friction from a, you know, a, I would say like a, a consumer flow user experience standpoint that I have to take an extra step upload my receipt or take a picture of my receipt or whatever it may be. Whereas I would say if you're shopping with a loyalty card, if I wanted to give access to my loyalty, let's say for what I shop for at Target, um, some of my favorite brands, I think that's a great uh, opportunity for companies like Fetch and, you know, even these CPG brands to explore. So again, just highlighting that Data is changing. That first party data is becoming more and more valuable. I think brands are trying to figure out how do we get in on this now and how do we collect more of it? How do we understand what's happening in the market with our goods and who's consuming them Um, And in order to get better right, and remain relevant? So uh, not really anything super crazy or exciting, but I think it's just one of those resounding things we talk about a lot here. Thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think brands are, are, like you say, I mean, they're looking for new ways to get access to this, this kind of data and, and, you know, consumer insights. Uh, I think it speaks to the other trend that we've been talking about on the show, which is a lot of the retailers are opening up their data in their own media networks and becoming media companies and selling ad space, you know, within their stores, essentially, uh, to, to brands that are in there. You know, we've talked about CVS doing that, you know, 7-Eleven is doing that now uh, and, and others. Um, so, so I think it's, uh, you know, we're just seeing people trying to find new ways to get around, uh, you know, the loss of, you know, the, um, the IDFA and other types of data that we're losing, um, you know, to just find, find different ways to get at it. So I, I, you know, when I see stories like this, I, like, I go back to, you know, how do we make this simpler? You talk about the extra step. Like I remember way back when in the early days at Foursquare, when it was still a you know, consumer app, you know, they had this great partnership with Amex. And if you went to a restaurant um, you checked in and, you know, in the app, your, you know, your profile was tied to your Amex card. So if you ate at that restaurant and you paid with Amex, it automatically basically, you know, logged you discounted, you know, the, you know, whatever the discount was, or, you know, got the points or whatever. And so the simplicity of just, I use this card to pay, but that's tied to my app or tied to my, you know, my program, you know, I really like things like that. So I think there's definitely insights that can be gleaned here, but, you know, still a lot of, you know, opportunity to kind of, you know, get, uh, added in different ways, um, like that. So, yeah. All right. On to our second story. So Burger King uh, now, you know, always at, at it and, and, you know, getting innovative. So they partnered with a company called Acrylic, I think is how you pronounce it, A-C-R-E-L-E-C. and uh, They are a QSR technology um, uh, kiosk type company, self-service kiosks. And so they um, have partnered up with these guys uh, along with a global promotion that Burger King is doing with Activision around the Call to Duty Modern Warfare 2 game that's out now. Um, And so they have kind of using these kiosks to redesign restaurants in the style of the video game itself. Um, And they've got this live in 35 countries. Um, They've got a Call of Duty themed Whopper meal. Um, and, uh, certain you know, store locations, you know, basically you can walk into sort of, uh, the store is kind of brand completely branded in like what they're calling an immersive skin, uh, they look like call of duty. So I think this is, this is interesting. Um, when you get your branded Whopper meal through the kiosk, you can then redeem codes for in-game rewards. Um, uh, you know, to advance further in games, uh, you can track down hidden QR codes uh, in the games and play uh, and, and the play on the kiosk. So they're kind of tying it between the restaurants, the kiosks, the in gaming experience. Um, I quite like this. Uh, it reminded me of, you know, a partnership way back when uh, that we've talked about on the show before between Angry Birds uh, and McDonald's in China. Uh, where you had, you know, you, if you played Angry Birds at the time, you know, you could go to certain McDonald's locations, connect to the Wi-Fi network. Uh, and when you were on the Wi-Fi network, then you could unlock new levels of the game for free that normally you would have to pay for. Uh, but you had to be physically in the location to, to do that. So it's a great way to drive traffic to the, to the, to the physical locations uh, in order to get something that you want uh, as as you know, somebody who plays the game to advance. So I love these types of partnerships. I think it's a really good one. Any thoughts from you?
1: Yeah, I actually really like this as well. The one key piece that is like the highlight for me here is the fact that they're giving those special codes within like the meals. And so I think it's something that's trackable and traceable and you can actually see who Uh, purchased something at the restaurant and went back and redeemed those codes within the game. So I think that piece of it for me is really nice because typically, you know, when you're thinking about a lot of the campaigns that are running today, um, digitally, they're tracking kind of the opposite direction. A lot of times it's like footfall, right? Who did they drive into Burger King? And now it's like, who came from Burger King um, back into the game? So I really like that because I think it's kind of a full loop. Play and there's so much you could do multiple touch points you know thinking from even the ctv perspective over here there's just so much that's happening so i i, I really do like this and i think that like gaming is such a fun um area for like marketing um, and these experiential places to to tie all these pieces together so it's a win for sure all right, so we're gonna go to a story. This is some, you know, startups here. I shouldn't say startups, but smaller companies, ones that we probably haven't talked about before. Um, two companies. One is called Digilant, and this is an omnichannel advertising service company. It's based out of Boston, and they have partnered with a company called NetServe, and they are a marketing technology provider. They enable multi-location businesses. They're based out of Mooresville, North Carolina. Um, And so what they're really focused on here is executing localized digital marketing at scale. So this partnership is is looking at how do they dynamically deliver localized media ads based on real-time privacy safe location data as they've touted it. Um, And they really focus on these multi-location brand advertisers. So they can deliver, they say omni-channel and hyper-localized experiences at scale. Omni-channel to me makes me think of like multiple touch points, whereas I imagine this is going to be mostly uh, mobile if they're focused on location and that real-timeness that is there. Um, You know, to me, this is kind of like, I don't know, I feel like I'm flashing back 10 years ago almost. We were talking about this a long time ago. Um, You know, I can think of a lot of companies that have talked about this have to, have done this through various you know means and and methods and i and i do think there is a um you know there's there's still a need for this very relevant hyper local advertising um you know but i think that the engagement points that lead up to it are actually what's more impactful because we're looking at how many times does it take or how many times like what's the frequency to see a specific ad to drive a specific action so I think those last touch points are not necessarily the most important ones and I I believe that a lot of times when they're on that little screen it's far less impactful a lot of times like we want to have that engagement probably on an ongoing basis um, to drive them out of the home or you know into the real world where they end up but to me this is kind of a moot point at this time where we are, like, by the time you've gotten somewhere, you've already decided what you're buying and where you're going. Um, And so I think this last touch piece perhaps falls a little flat and old. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to totally disagree with you. I, I think that for for me now, you know, when I hear technology companies talk about, you know, hyper-personalization and personalization in general, you know, I, I I'm kind of like, not very excited because I, you know, in the early days, you know, of the LBMA you know, we had companies pushing messages in stores and using beacons and doing this and doing that, you know, as people went by and it's kind of shifted, right? And I think it's shifted now to a point where it's, it's personalized sort of, uh, but it's really more about targeting cohorts and audiences, um, you know, than it is the individual, right? Now, you know, those cohorts and audiences are made up of people who have exhibited certain behavior or, you know, or, you know, to, to the point of this story, they're talking about personalizing based on weather or location or other things like that. And yes, absolutely. But I think rather than at an individual level, I think, it, you know, with where we are in the privacy climate that we're in right now and GDPR in Europe and other things. I was on a call this morning with an agency uh, in uh, in Austria, and we were talking about, you know, uh, how do we take the data and and put it together in a way that is, you know, uh, uh, you know, building a persona and targeting a persona as opposed to uh, an individual, right? And I think yeah, as as technology companies, we need to all sort of be leaning that way. I think at this point, uh, in order to sort of make sure that we're not running afoul of of the rules, you know, and 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 you know, sort of the new the new legislation that's coming into place. So you know it, nothing wrong with what they're doing i think it's good uh but i think it, it it's uh, it may be limiting you know given the you know sort of legislative climate that we're we're walking into right now
1: yeah absolutely
0: all right final story neiman marcus uh is getting uh, into the holiday season already um you know with uh black friday and christmas and thanksgiving and all those things happening um so they've got their holiday um you know, sort of gift guide uh, thing that, uh, that they do every year. And they've created a campaign called Make the Moment. And essentially, Make the Moment is uh, they've tapped all these, like, professional photographers, uh, you know, well-known photographers um, to capture the spirit of the season. Uh, and they've created all these shots around New York and surrounding areas um and they've got this thing called live live your luxury so basically they've created these packages like this christmas kind of wish book if you will um and uh like their annual catalog that comes out uh, and um you can scan a qr code to access a special uh ar filter that lets you then insert personal images on top of the uh on top of uh, polaroids you know that are featured in the book so you can kind of send these out um and um you know have your your greeting kind of you know virtual greeting cards and these kinds of things. So I think this is interesting that that they're kind of you know they're not the first by any means but like taking their sort of holiday catalog if you will uh and then you know layering in you know QR driven you know uh, augmented reality filters on top of that I think is 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 good given the climate that we're in right now with meta and and all of that. You know I think obviously a lot of this stuff in terms of the experiences that are available, what they call their, their fantasy gift list or whatever are, you know, well out of the reach for, for most people. Um, you know, they've got things like, you know, you can uh, a weekend in Napa for $175,000 or a basketball matchup, you know, one-on-one with Scotty Pippen and his and, and his son or, you know, things like that, you know, for 300 plus thousand dollars. So, you know, they're catering to a certain audience when they're talking about, things like that. Um, But, um, you know, at at the end of it, I think there's also a lot of data that they're, you know, that they're pulling from this in terms of, you know, what are people interested in? What are they looking at? You know, what are they uh, um, exploring in terms of these, these virtual, you know, AR filters and experiences that can then feed into, you know, what products they carry and what experiences they sell and, all sorts of other things, you know, coming back to sort of the the importance of data at this point in time. Any thoughts from you?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm glad that if if you are putting out a catalog for the holidays, it has to be interactive. It cannot just be. I've gotten so many catalogs, um, I would just say, over the last few weeks, you know, with holidays and toys and gift giving and I've been pretty underwhelmed, honestly, with the amount of that have just been standard traditional catalogs. It's like, why why even send this out at this point if you're not going to have something that you can interact with? Um, right. And it's interesting, I, I recently was able to catch up with a, a friend of mine, um, Marianne, who actually is CMO of Scanby. And if you don't know who they are, they are a very large QR company. You know, they've been working with probably 10 plus years, but, you know, working with a lot of the industry's CPG brands. And we were just talking about kind of how, um, you know, the pandemic, despite it being a terrible thing, was obviously great for their business because of how so many people have shifted and how we interact and how we want to scan everything and see everything on our phones and look at it. And I think that if you're not doing that with your holiday, you know, catalog, then you're missing, you're missing the mark at this point. Um, so, I mean, that's really my only comment on this, but, uh, I won't be bidding on that weekend in Napa probably.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, that's it for this week, folks. Great to have, uh, Aubriana back. Uh, um, you know, we missed you. Uh, thank you again to Karsten. Uh, and thanks to everybody for who was involved in Retail Loco, uh, last week. It it was a, a great event. Just great to be back in person doing events again. Uh, and a lot of momentum coming out of that, um, you know, in terms of uh, getting ready for, for our next one in the spring um, and uh, the launch of, you know, our best retail cases platform here in North America. So we're uh, we're really happy about all of that. And we're going to be, you know, bringing some of those, those case studies into the podcast show in the next little while as well. So you'll get, get that pumped in. Uh, to you um, as, as time goes on here. So thank you everybody for listening and watching. It's been episode 594 of Location Weekly. Uh, please reach out if you have story ideas or feedback for us. Uh, we'd love to uh, to hear about it and uh, have a great week. Take care. Bye. Bye.